And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. I discovered, which I did not realize, that there is a mountain of 1930s and 40s uh, radio shows hosted on either YouTube or dedicated oh, really? podcast channels or whatever. It was always for the news. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <Bad> the news. <laughs> it's breaking Afghanistan. Yeah. <laughs> Thousands killed, two Britons injured. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening and welcome to Is It A Bicycle, Season 12, Episode 17, the original and best ever TV and movie podcast. My name is Stephen Wrigley and I'll be your host for this evening. Beside me, a man who this week said that numbers 1 to 5 on his bucket list are just different people he wants to stalk. It's Mike, <laughs> McDonough, McDonough. Also beside me, I have a lady who blames Shania Twain for not being impressed by much since 1997. <laughs> it's Shona Shoshow O'Flaherty. And in the red corner, it's our cuddly killer, a man who says, I hate when someone is telling a story and then I make it about me and then he interrupts me. It's Mark, <laughs> superhero, Leonard. This week we'll be discussing some movies in the shape of The Mummy and Wonder Woman, and some TV in the form of Riviera and The Mist. Of course, we'll have some of the usuals with the news and some previews, and come to a bicycle near you. So how are we doing? Fantastic, Steve. Welcome back, people. Hey, Self and Mark held, held, held the fort. Yeah. <laughs> Thin blue line, yeah? yeah. <laughs> held, held the fort valiantly, but let's face it, we're glad you're back. Yeah. <laughs> we'll say nothing about the numbers being up uh, four times uh, Should 400% have. Should last have. week. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. That was just coincidence, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of numbers, just for, uh, for the laugh, we looked up uh, that Mighty 8th trailer review that we did. Ages ago. Oh, yeah. That's like uh, 110,000 views. 110,000 <laughs> views. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's got quite a, quite a lot of dislikes because uh, people just said, why don't these guys shut the fuck up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> funny. But uh, actually, it's funny you should mention stalking in, in the intros. Oh, yeah. Because uh, prob- probably the highlight of my week um, was I discovered, and I don't know how it took me so long to discover, that uh, Kate Beckinsale got divorced about six months ago. No way. Yeah. How did you miss that trick? I don't know. I don't know. I, j- I suppose, like... There's I was, still time, Mike. There's still time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was intimidated by the restraining order, so I'd kind of moved on <laughs> to other people. And <laughs> you discovered while you're at home, slowly crying out your penis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can definitely tell you guys haven't had me around, but that's kind of the joke humor that you're defaulting to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, as in, in celebration of that, I, I followed her on Instagram. Yeah. She's got kitties. Oh, does she? Yeah, she and she posts the the kitty pictures quite regularly. Oh, jeepers! Yeah. So it, it's it's in the stars. That was seriously good stalking, Mike. Yeah, tell you. <laughs> so she's up to number five or number four on your stalking list. <laughs> it's only a matter who, of time. Who came off the lift? <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, I'm just reeling her in now. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what the reason was though. Which? The divorce. For the divorce? Yeah. Um, Incompatibility. Was a little bit crazy? or Yeah, I didn't see too many details about it. I think they kept it fairly amicable. Who was she married to? A guy called Len Wiseman. He was some kind of hotshot producer. Oh, okay. Loser who should never have been with her in the start. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really familiar name. I wonder what he was... Sounds like somebody who should be in a TV show, like a yeah, character. Yeah. Len no, he, he, he's done stuff. He's, he's a fairly big deal in whatever it is he does. It's not because people say you're a wise man or anything, is it, Mark? <laughs> no? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Mark doesn't even entertain the notion. No. Let's just be honest. It's not. <laughs> yeah, so actually that reminds me. <laughs> There's just a, a brilliant quote that's very fitting for, you know, you know, uh, 
you know, is there a little bit of crazy? You know, <laughs> this one, uh, ain't no sunshine when she's gone, you know, Sam? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ain't no borderline psychotic emotional outbursts either. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of news. Yes. Did you hear the one about the TV show that thought it was a movie? In a time when we need more gender-describing pronouns than we have genitals, it was only a matter of time before the same kind of confusion filtered into our media. Marvels in Humans will don its most flamboyant regalia and biggest hair on the 1st of September when it debuts on IMAX screens. It will strut its stuff for two weeks, then discard its drag to premiere an ABC's smaller screen on the 26th of September. It's a small wonder that this confused property grew up this way. It was greenlit as a movie in 2014, but then shelved indefinitely. The resulting free reign, taken by Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in the Inhuman Universe, built enough interest in the property that Marvel stopped trying to dress their progeny in girl clothes and let it loose for TV. This reporter, for one, is in favour of having classy TV shows getting on their IMAX high heels and can't wait to hear a verse or two of Sissy That Walk on a giant screen. <laughs> New Batman saw the movie All About the Fields. Matt Reeves is on the eve of releasing War of the Planet of the Apes, but took some time out to talk about the Cape Crusader movie that has no official release date. Great use of your time, Matt. I mean, if you didn't talk about it now, when would you? Reeves was of Reeves let us know that his view of the Batman character was of someone struggling with his feelings. A hashtag emotes Batman, who probably cries a lot as he buckles on his utility belt for the toys his parents never bought him because they were, you know, dead. <laughs> Setting aside the ubiquitous pathos affecting billionaires everywhere, Bats is going toe-to-toe with a villain called Deathstroke, presumably some variation of an unselfish necrophiliac. Reeves also talked about the movie being character-driven and noir, which to me sound like excuses for a low budget. <laughs> Damn it, Matt, never let story get in the way of an explosion. That's it for the news, Steve. Back to you in the studio. Very good, Mark. <laughs> I thought that Deathstroke was going to be some kind of like masturbation joke. I thought that it was. It sure was. Yeah, but necrophiliac. said I said unselfish necrophiliac. Yeah, no, I got that. But that's not masturbation. That's performing a sexual. It's a, it's, you know what? Never mind. It, what, what's your experience? It's all a matter of perspective, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's not the way I've always done it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the great thing about doing it with dead people is they never turn around and say, yeah, I've had better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not my last. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's start with what, what do we see this week? Well, I wonder, Shona, did you happen to hear about the tweet or the Instagram post from Michelle Rodriguez about Fast and Furious? I did, yes. I saw it just this evening. I would like to hear your views. Uh, well, I didn't really, I didn't really watch enough Fast and Furious films to be able to comment on how much women do in the films. However, since she is a woman who has starred in all of the films, and if she is complaining that women aren't being given enough to do, then I say fair play for making the complaint, and I hope it is upheld. Is it because she's a complainer, though? Maybe. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> women are just never happy with their. No, lots, she, she isn't. I'm not saying all women. <laughs> <laughs> That would be a rational. Well, she she was away from the franchise for a while. Michelle Rodriguez um, is very choosy about her roles because she refuses to play like the stereotypical damsel in distress. You know, like so if her job in a film is to fall in love with somebody and be saved, she won't do it. And she's a longtime critic of Hollywood not being able to write women any other way. And if you look at her character in the Fast and Furious franchise, she's not that. Hmm. She's very much. Um, I guess a protagonist of her own and she doesn't really she has been saved from time to time but usually she's the one involved in the action you know mm-hmm. but uh, 
I wonder if this is a long-standing beef she has with the franchise or uh, if this is something that she knows because they have two films more to go. They're going to make 10 in total. Oh, so she's threatening to refuse to accept millions more dollars from these Yeah, no, she, and, but I believe her, though. I believe her. Um, I don't think she will be in Fast and Furious 9 or 10 if uh, if she's there to be saved. For, for And I, I'm probably... I'm probably dumbing down feminism a lot. Or if that I hope, hope you know what I mean. Mark, right? you've yeah. seen the films, right? You're a fan of Fast and Furious, aren't you? I haven't seen Fate of the Furious, but I've seen all the rest of them multiple okay. times. So would you say that like she's an equal participant in the action with the other people? That seems No, to be I, no it's about Vin Diesel, The Rock, and yeah. it, Paul Walker when he was alive. It's not right. about her. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I think that's about as likely as a submarine catching up with a Lamborghini over ice. <laughs> <laughs> Fast and Furious 8. Spoiler there, folks. <laughs> I didn't know it caught up. Oh, well, it got very close. <laughs> Speaking of which, mm-hmm. Formula One was on in Baku this week, past weekend. What and here comes it? your is the bicycle <laughs> Formula One minute. Yeah, there, there's a reason I'm, I'm mentioning this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was uh, one of the best races that had it all in seasons. Is this the one where there was the use of a race car as a weapon? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I did hear about this. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a race car used as a weapon. There was teammates crashing into each other. Um, there was two, uh, twice they were red flagged. Mm-hmm. Oh no, sorry, two pace, two pace cars. Sorry, they're red flagged once. Mm-hmm. So everyone had stopped in the pit lane, and while they're in the pit lane, someone who'd got hammered and mangled yeah. uh, got his car back into the pits, and they put a new floor on it. Okay, and got him back <laughs> out. You know, and the guy who on the sixth lap, who was seventeenth, as in like way down the order. Yeah. He won the race, right? And the guy who was last at that stage uh, came second. Okay. Yeah, and the guy who came third was eighteen. Right. His second Grand Prix. Woo. Yeah. yeah. His dad just happens to be a billionaire. Who's nothing to do with it, and he happens to be Canadian. Mm. <laughs> Lance Stroll is his name. Oh. Yeah. Apparently, unreal driver. But anyway, it had it all. It was yeah. just amazing. But oh yeah, so uh, during one of the pace car laps, it was Hamilton didn't accelerate out of a corner. Mm-hmm. Vettel thought he was going to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the two of them are. Uh, vying for the championship, there's only four points, five points in it. Okay. So Vettel, because there's no brake lights, he ran into the back of him, <laughs> then blamed him for not accelerating. Right. So drove up beside him, drew up the hand like this, and then drove into him. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, so then the race has restarted. Vettel's given a, a 10 second uh, drive through penalty. It means he has come into the pit, stop for 10 seconds, and then go out again, right? Mm-hmm. And so we thought, brilliant. Hamilton, you know, Hamilton thought, brilliant. I'm away in a hack. But then, Part of his car started to come loose, and he had to come back in and have it replaced. No so he ended up back behind Vettel again, and they ended up down in like eighth and ninth. But they actually made it back up to fourth and fifth, which was mm. unreal drive. Yeah, yeah, it was a brilliant, brilliant race. Yeah. Question for you. Yeah. Is it against the rules? Say, last race of the season. Yeah. One of your teammates is in line for the championship. Yeah. But somebody does that to him, like just trashes his car. Yeah. Could he swap the car for his teammate's car no. in the pits? No. 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 Okay. No. You ask the best Formula One <laughs> questions, Mike. Yeah. Uh, you really do. Like, nobody ever thought of that. <laughs> there was a Michael Schumacher Damon Hill incident years ago where he oh. ran into him. Right. Just to stop him from winning. Okay. And then Schumacher won then. You know? yeah. So, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. been a few of those, all right. But um, anyway. Um, so, Blood Drive, sticking to the motoring theme. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't believe we didn't review this this week. I thought one of you guys would pick this up. So Blood Drive is a, a sort of a... As, uh, did you ever mention this guy called AJ? 
Mm, doesn't ring a bell. Yeah, yeah. No. He's a guy who kind of listens. Anyway, no. he, he described it as a mix between something that Tarantino would ask someone else to do with Dust Till Dawn, kind of, you know, okay. that kind of way. But it's uh, in what's the name of that, that movie that Tarantino had years ago with the Camaro going after, or sorry, the truck going after. Uh, oh, you know the one, yeah. Death, death kill death proof yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kurt Russell, death it? proof yeah, yeah yeah that kind of style mm-hmm. um so it's set in the sort of a mad maxi type future mm-hmm. and uh so they have to race from one side of the country to the other mm-hmm. um it's got every trope in the book mm-hmm. um but uh gas is like 500 dollars a gallon or something right or 1000 or something like that but uh so they've converted their cars to run on human blood Mm. Oh, gross. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. Does it have to be fresh? Oh, well, what they do is they just get bodies and throw them into the engine. And the engine, some of the engines open up and they've got like teeth and right. gnashers, yeah, you know, this yeah. kind of thing going on. Yeah. And others just are like wood chippers. Mm. So there's oh, a lot, of, there's a lot of spray. Yeah. So it seems like there's more blood out of it than actually in it. Yeah, yeah that sounds yeah. like a very inefficient usage yeah, yes, of that's, human that's blood. That's exactly the word I use. It's yeah. very inefficient. <laughs> well, I was doing that now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if the human population, you know, is growing that fast, it's probably a good way to keep it down. Oh, there, there's yeah. not many people left to think in a Mad Maxi type. Oh, okay. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, uh, you don't get money out of ATMs, you get water. <laughs> you know, okay. that kind of way. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, of course, the, the one, the main protagonist uh, a lady but she's dressed like what's her name in Transformers the first one Megan Fox Megan Fox Fox, where she does the the sexy standing over the engine bay thing with her Daisy Dukes and the the thing she's dressed like that all the time of course yep (sighs) and uh, then the there's a cop that ends up in the car with her and they can't separate because they've got implants kind of thing right Mm -hmm. the the bad guy will blow up and you know they separate oh it's not press (laughs) okay (laughs) and so uh yeah, she calls him Barbie, which I thought was a good twist. I thought she liked him. But, um, yeah, uh, so they're trying too hard to be Tarantino in it. Right. And has Tarantino anything to do with this? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple of familiar names on the writer's block, but um, what I would say is if you like Dust Till Dawn, but want the, the TV series, mm-hmm. but want sillier, right. probably this is your thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. I don't think I can get back to another one. Right. Yeah. It was just a bit <laughs> too silly for me. So, yeah. So, it's, uh, yeah, filler. Yeah. Anyway, I thought worth mentioning. I think you'd like it, though, Mike. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe if they can get their blood splatter under control, then you might consider another episode. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it's your fuel, you can't be, you know, throwing that shit around. You'd be wearing out your wipers, like. <laughs> uh, speaking of blood splatter, Fargo. Oh yeah, finished season. Oh yeah, is it good? We haven't started. It's it very good. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about it much. Just okay. say if you like oh, season one, two, you love this. Okay. You know, yeah. yeah. Um, also finished Silicon Valley. Season four, five, five. Okay. I think it's five. Isn't it? yeah. yeah, I actually watched a couple of episodes of that this week as well. Oh yeah, yeah. I I got lost in the first series and I never went back because yeah. there's too many series yeah, yeah. to catch up with. Yeah, uh, it's a good show. It is a good show. Yeah. It's very funny. Yeah. So I'm debating now whether to uh, divert more time into catching up. <laughs> yeah, I think you should go back to the start. That's what I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, because yeah, it's it's a great show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's very topical, relevant, sort of, at the moment, uh, yeah. the way stuff is going. So, yeah. Yeah, and uh, they're hilarious, you know. 
Yeah, it, t- it yeah. took me a couple episodes to kind of get yeah. get into it. Yeah, yeah, but, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah but once the characters kind of get rolling, I did start to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Actually, T.J. Miller, um, who's Ulrich, the uh-huh. big guy who runs yeah. the what does he call it? Oh, I can't remember. Uh, ah, the word won't come to me. Omnicorp. Um, <laughs> well, he has this house that people uh, incubator. Yeah, incubator. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's a stand-up comedian by trade. Okay, and uh, he has a new special out. Mm. He doesn't. He doesn't look unlike Bill Burr, I think. Yeah, I give him a few years though. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's called meticulously ridiculous or meticulous ridiculous, okay. uh, something like that. But it's uh, yeah, it's very good. It's very good. He's very funny. Do you know? I read something the other day saying that Silicon Valley is what the Big Bang Theory is trying to be, but does it more successfully. Oh, really? I think that that sounds apt. Oh. All right. That isn't the Big Bang Theory. The most successful show on TV. Yeah, ever. but I think in terms of humor and actual yeah. quality, because I think yeah. the Big Bang Theory is pretty shit, which is why I appreciated this <laughs> perspective. Because <laughs> no. everything I've read about Silicon Valley is just critically acclaimed that people say it's brilliant. Mm. It is. Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, who saw The Handmaid's Tale? Who do you, who do you think? think? <laughs> <laughs> Was it Mark? <laughs> yeah, I'd say Mark went. Would have gone out of his way to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us, Shona. I wasn't sure how much you guys had discussed this TV show in my absence, so uh, <laughs> I wanted to give you a chance first to kind of weigh in with whatever I might have missed on what you thought of the show. <laughs> um, I guess no one's seen any of it. I do plan to see it. Uh, really, well, really anyway. worth watching. Mm-hmm. So it takes Margaret Atwood's book, The Handmaid's Tale, and they've made it into a TV series. I don't know how many episodes there are. Um, I'm... Uh, was it four or five episodes? Anyways, it's one a week every Sunday. I'm um, starring Elizabeth Moss, and one of her besties in the film is uh, Lorelai Gilmore. I forget the woman's name. Alex Pladell, I think. Or, anyways, really good. So the world of The Handmaid's Tale is uh, this kind of dystopian future, the best kind, <laughs> where women the. Ru- women's rights have been chipped away so that like you you see elizabeth moss kind of living in a normal world she's a husband and a kid and uh you know like her friend needs her husband to walk her to the train station because she's like oh it's crazy out there and then it kind of becomes she goes into work one day and her boss has been told that um all the women are fired they're not allowed to have a job anymore and then she gets a letter from her bank that women aren't allowed to um hold bank accounts anymore and that all of her money has automatically been transferred to her husband. Mm-hmm. And there's all these little things that keep happening that mm-hmm. she has to kind of find a way to deal with to the point where they get up where the hand, they get to the point where the handmaid's tale takes place, which is where women are basically divided into classes of women mm-hmm. and the handmaids are basically like the whores, the women who are just used for reproduction mm-hmm. because wives are too pure to have sex or have kids so that mm-hmm. they have to use the handmaidens. And they're basically raped by the men of the house to get pregnant. And then mm. the wives of the men of the house aren't allowed to have sex with them. And it's like this fucked up world mm. um, where Elizabeth Moss finds herself being a handmaiden where there's all these like crazy, stupid rituals. And they're basically based around like the humiliation and degradation of a woman's rights and her autonomy. And uh, for a lot of women, they find it really triggering to watch. I just find it brilliantly written, amazingly acted. I never read the book. It, like in mm-hmm. Canada, it's a book that everybody reads, but apparently it's one that I missed out on. Mm-hmm. So I actually don't know what's going to happen. So I'm, I'm kind of glad because the TV show was so good mm-hmm. that, um, 
I'm really enjoying not knowing how bad things are going to get. But as soon as this TV show is done, I'm going to go read the book. I'm really curious to see what details in there. It is it is a fucked up world they live in. It's right. insane. I'm totally confused now. I, I saw the, you know, blurbs and screenshots and whatever, and I thought it was some kind of medieval thing. Well, that sounds pretty medieval to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Except I, it's based yeah. in the future. Okay, that changes things. Because I just casually dismissed it as another fucking period drama. No, it's and, not. Uh, no, it's yeah. it's the future where the, basically the fabric of society has been mm. redefined by the biblical right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Where they basically treat the Bible... I think the Bible becomes their new law book mm-hmm. and they they base a whole society around mm-hmm. what if the Bible was um, to be taken literally mm-hmm. as God's word. Mm-hmm. So you greet each other with like under his eye because mm-hmm. everything you do is under God's eye and... And, All right, so uh, this is this is like twenty years after Mike takes over power. Oh, fuck, Mike! Don't even make those like it, it's so bad. It's <laughs> sounds like pretty harrowing stuff. I was going to say it's, it's a, really a cheery kind of an upbeat tale. Uh, yeah. end, you know. it's <laughs> uh, skipping up to bed after watching that. <laughs> yeah, they should hire you in the marketing department. Yeah. You make it sound a lot more interesting than yeah. no, it is. It's it's really yeah. really good. It's so. Mm. I mean, you know how Elizabeth Moss and Mad Men. If you were a fan of it, yeah, she. She was so good with conveying mu- so much without having to s- use too many words. I think she was a very expressive actor. Mm-hmm. And um, because her character and women in general in in this world of the handmaids aren't allowed to talk, you're not allowed to have a mm-hmm. personality, you don't even have rights, you know? Like, mm-hmm. the fact that you don't want to have the sex with the man of the house that you've been assigned to doesn't matter. Like, mm-hmm. you're there to have birth, I mean, give birth mm-hmm. and have children. Just do your job, lady! Exactly! <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's not always an occasion, there's very rarely an occasion when they're kind of in public society for mm-hmm. her to have to say much, but she manages mm-hmm. to say so much. There was an, an incredible scene in last week's episode that was... um I mean, so actually, I would say so much of what happens, all of her memorable moments I'm thinking of at the moment are, you know, there's no dialogue in them. It's mm-hmm. it's her being able to, to act through something that's happening to her or something that she's thinking. And there's mm-hmm. no words involved at all. And she's just amazing. The script is so good. Mm-hmm. Margaret Atwood, of course, is like Canada's, I don't know, she's a revered author in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, she's written some amazing things and they tend mm-hmm. to be feminist in mm-hmm. their... Uh, inclinations so i mean i think all of all of the ingredients here are coming together for a perfect storm of a really really well-made thoughtful interesting gruesome tv show cool why do people keep saying well i've heard several people saying about this that it's scary because it might happen yeah how could that happen well i think the, the premise of the book is that it starts in kind of modern day society, like what we live in now, where men and women are equal, you can mm. date who you want, you can fuck who you want, you can, you know, marry or not marry or have kids, you know, it's supposed to be, mm. a, you know, so it's, it starts in a world that looks like ours, but then these laws change bit by bit and women are slowly forced into this role of being nothing but like the pure, um, virgin who's the mother of the household or like the whore who's only there to have kids and like have babies and i think it's that slippery slope of the way that margaret atwood wrote the book apparently where you start in a world that looks like ours and then bit by bit you become basically an animal in someone else's house 
So I think that's what people are reacting to because it's not like, it's not this fictional world where they've mm-hmm. just created a society that's built like this. They start in our world mm-hmm. and then their rights just slowly get taken away but bit by bit. Why, why would they say it now is what I mean. Like why, why do they see it? Why did like, how would that, that ever happen? The women wouldn't yeah, let where, it. Where, where would it start? Like you know. Well, you mm. think they wouldn't let it, but like look, look what's happening in America, where look what's happening in the UK. Well, there's like Theresa May wouldn't let it happen. Theresa, <laughs> 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 okay. I'm I'm not going to pretend mm. I can stand up for you know politics around the world mm. and be a single voice, but there are things that happen. You know, FGM um, mm. or. Planned Parenthood getting defunded in 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 America, or things mm-hmm. where you maybe used to have a right where you feel like you don't anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, people are just saying that there are they were funded and Planned Parenthood. Yeah. There has been yeah, there's been funding being revoked um, by the Trump administration for Planned Parenthood. Really? Yeah, and like mm-hmm. abortions are being made illegal. There's mm-hmm. a push for making them illegal or closing down so many clinics that essentially they become illegal and inaccessible mm. for women or um i don't know they're yeah. just it, it's, okay. not, it's okay. not impossible mm. to imagine a world <laughs> where these laws are passed that start adversely affecting women and then uh. it gets to the point where maybe trump says like mm. only the men can have a bank account you know, I don't uh, know. Yeah. it's I it's it's like a fantastical dystopian future but I, okay, okay. it's the slippery uh, slope i think women are identifying uh, with okay. I, I don't think it's far-fetched at all you just have to look at saudi arabia you know it's no but that 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 wasn't a slide back well okay maybe syria and maybe iran uh-huh. were but yeah. i mean that was the 70s before yeah. the internet you know uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah. but it happened. Sure. But if you think there, about but, it as like, a, but as I don't think it would happen now in Western cultures. Oh, sure. But I would. think that's the point, so. Steve. Oh, if, you, if you think of it as a thought experiment, no. where like there are horrific things happening that are targeting women in some parts of the world, is it so crazy that that would ever happen mm-hmm. in in Western mm-hmm. countries? See what you have in Western. What would it look like if it did? Yeah. That's what okay. this book. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. 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 Yeah. What you have in Western countries is a society where people are programmed to have somebody else sort their problems out. So when a culture comes in that has no respect for your way of life, uh, there's no one there to defend it. People just say, somebody do something, but there's nobody left. Because the people who actually don't give a shit about what you think about are you know, <laughs> going to blow you away. When was this written? Uh, was it, I don't know, 19... 19- 80-something. Oh, okay, okay. So it's reasonably recent. Okay. Yeah, yeah um, it is. Just to, you, you say it was based on biblical uh, like law. A, the, the law and so yeah. on. I just happened to listen to Joe Rogan's interview with uh, Megan Phillip, Phelps. Uh, she left the Westboro Baptist Church four years ago. Right. Mm-hmm. And she's now 26, I think. Mm-hmm. But uh, just to listen to like the, the change that she's experienced mm-hmm. uh, be- from living under biblical law pretty much. Oh, right. And you know, pick, you know who they are. Fred Phelps was the leader. These are the guys who used to uh, protest at like soldiers' uh, funerals after uh, oh, yeah, yeah, 9-11 yeah. and like uh, God hates fags and all that HIV kind of stuff. HIV is God's punishment yeah, for... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And 9-11 was God's will. And, oh, you know, all that right. kind of thing, you know. So they're just trying to be... Uh, Assholes. Uh, well, <laughs> she addressed that, and she doesn't. She she's a self-proclaimed atheist now. Uh, well, I, she's actually agnostic, but she doesn't know it mm-hmm. <laughs> because right. that's how she described herself. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, she just she wasn't defending it. She said it, she knows it was wrong, but she was able to give a very clear and fairly logical explanation as to why 
they were doing that. Right. And how they approached it. And I just, uh, when they could justify it, I was just like, now that you say it, you know, how, how would we change to that? Jesus, if you had enough people thinking that way, mm-hmm. it, it's not impossible, actually. It's, yeah. it's, it's just, so, it's interesting mm-hmm. to see yeah. how a really well put together show mm-hmm. that's yeah. based on a book that has a, a sound internal logic. There's mm-hmm. a good production value. There's good acting. There's yeah. good writing. Yeah. And it's able to conceivably put this world together where you're just like, okay, there's a suspension of disbelief, but it's not, they're not painting it as a science fiction story, you know? Yeah. It's it's just like in her world, like there's, what's enough people buy into something and it starts snowballing. Mm-hmm. What happens when it's not just like the crazy, you know, right-wing Republicans of certain parts of America who believe certain things, but all of a sudden that starts spreading. And rather than being a minority voice, it becomes a majority voice. And then there's a a society where everyone has a role that you have to fill and the punishment for not fulfilling that role Mm -hmm. is really severe. Mm -hmm. Um, Like for some of the handmaidens, punishment for sex that's forced upon them when that's their primary role, some of these women, the punishment they they go through if they misbehave is FGM. Like it's Mm -hmm. just like... But then you see these nuances from from people in different echelons of the society where everybody is uncomfortable with these roles. Like these men who have to rape handmaidens once a week or whatever it is. Like not all of them are happy with that. And some of the women of the house kind of know that they're mistreating people and that everything is kind of messed. And everyone kind of knows that none of this is right, but... They're not organized. You you can't... (laughs) You can't, yeah, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. rebel against it. So it's just, all I can say is it's an amazing TV show. Is it car crash TV? Like, you can't look away? I mean, that's sort of the way it's sounding to me. It sounds so horrible. It's not so gory that it's just like... It sounds like a lot of stress. It's a lot of stress. Yeah. Yeah, it is for sure. But yeah. there's a lot of, I think, thoughtful silences or kind of meaningful silence and, you know, acting through expression. So mm-hmm. it's not like... Every three seconds, it's like, and then she's killed, and then, like, it's not mm. constant, you know, rape or FGM. Like, I wouldn't be able to tolerate that. You know, I have a very low threshold for watching that kind of violence. Um, so I would say that the actual explicit violence is used sparingly, mm. but it's used to kind of make sure that you know the context and the borders of uh, what okay. the society looks like. So, so it's like Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, just like that. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, so good. I really, I can't say enough about it. Absolute thriller, by the sounds of it. Heavy, heavy, absolute thriller. Um, Although I would say there's a definite trigger warning with this. So if if you are particularly sensitive, maybe watch it with your finger on the pause button like I do. (laughs) (laughs) Is it rated F? Uh, Well, Margaret Atwood wrote the book. It stars Elizabeth Moss. Is that enough for an F rating? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. yeah, you're there. Yeah. So speaking of rated F. Mm. Uh, Wonder Woman. Yeah. Nice segue, Steve. Yeah. So oh, actually, I put the on the list. With the most. <laughs> you had something about uh, rated F for next week. Oh yeah, glow that we we were going to preview or going to look at. We're going to look at that next week. Yeah, yeah. I was just wondering Ooh. if F was stood for fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> looks, no, F is like it passes some kind of female. No, I'm approval. joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's hard to tell sometimes. Wonder Woman. So, 
have you seen Wonder Woman as well? You like you kind of threw that into the list today when you were doing the intro, or was that just because like, hey, Shona's going to talk about it? You saw it, Mike? Did you? I saw that a couple of you had seen it, yeah. So I thought, mm. yeah, let's talk about this. So we get to do an actual. Yeah, review. I want to know about it. I know that my, means my it goes onto the list for the bikies, motherfucker. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that good is it? My aunt went to see now it last night. Qualifies. <laughs> my aunt went to see it last night, mm. and she said it was absolutely, unbelievably brilliant. Uh, not so many ones. Mm. Oh apparently. wow! Yeah, so yeah. I, I'd like to hear uh, your own opinions. Mm. I think Shona just manipulated your ass. I know, totally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, who, where shall we start? With Mike or with Shona? <laughs> I've been talking an awful, like, Mike. an right. awful lot. Let's hear what Mike has to say about Wonder Woman. Okay, Wonder Woman. Um, Stars a gorgeous Israeli girl. Yes, indeed. Um, Guy to to mm. put, it, put this in perspective, I'm not a big superhero fan, as, as you all know. Um, but I always kind of liked Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know why my my ten year old brain would have been <laughs> affected by that. <laughs> so I I very much am coming at this not from the comic book side, but from the the nineteen seventies early eighties series. Um, so that's where my understanding of Wonder Woman comes from. So no doubt Mark knows the whole fucking <laughs> history going back. 30 years of Wonder Woman's <laughs> different generations. Um, but for me, I came to this and I said, it's, it, it can't, it, what's the word? Let me start again. <laughs> it's, it's got to tread a line between trying not to be overtly, overtly feminist while on the same side, uh, uh, not being true to its roots and I thought they did quite a good job in that regard because um, like there's some obvious changes like her her outfit is it's clearly not the classic outfit yeah but there are subdued colors that uh, reflect the old one um, so it's still there it's just done differently Um it's more like a subtle reference to the throwback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like like she has a, a red midriff at one point, but it's not the bright one that she would have had in the, the 70s. Stars and Stripes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Chris Pine. Well, well, I suppose let's say what this is about. She grows up uh, in this Amazonia place, and uh, she's never seen any humans. They have this kind of completely isolated culture. And then one day, uh, the rest of the world breaks through their, their self-imposed isolation. Mm-hmm. And she decides that she has to go into the real world with uh, the dashing Chris Pine, who just happens to be the first man she's ever met. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, setting the bar fairly high, I think. <laughs> God, I love her. She's going to be so disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah just wait, wait till she gets to Ireland. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so when she gets into the real world, it turns out that World War One is raging. Uh, oh, wow. Well. Yeah. Okay. And uh, she knows nothing about it. She doesn't know what a German is. She doesn't know what uh, allies are. And she doesn't know why everybody's fighting. But she has an innate belief that uh, one of the gods, the old gods, uh, Ares, the god of war, is still alive, and he's generating all this conflict in the world. So her mission in his life is to track down and kill Ares in order to bring peace to the world. 
Oh. Hmm. I see. No fear. She never heard of uh, the Archduke Franz Ferdinand then? No, no, she she hasn't heard of a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mike, one of the problems that Wonder Woman has is similar to with Superman, that they're tremendously overpowered. How did that play in the movie? Um, well, from my background, I wasn't actually aware of how overpowered she was in, in the comics because I, I came at it from the TV series where she wasn't really that overpowered. Um, no, the TV show, she was just like a bit strong, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, she yeah. Got, I was just about to say, she got tied up a lot. Uh huh. And yeah. she, but she did have some skills. Oh, I'd say. Yeah, like with those uh, the ping, ping bracelet cups. things. Yeah, yeah. yeah and the lariat, the truth, the, lariat, the golden lariat. Oh, that was yeah. cool. Yeah, she could spin around pretty fast, really fast, without losing her balance. Yeah. Mm. And you know she could stand up from her having her legs crossed, which I tried for so many years to do and couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, did you ever notice, like, when she switches clothes, there's never a button out of place? No matter how fast she does it, it's just like, boom, perfect. <laughs> uh, but to get back to the movie, she is largely, uh, well, it, it's presented in such a way that she is completely unaware of who she is and what she can do. Um, so the, she doesn't really know how extraordinary she is. Exactly. Yeah. So while she is brutally overpowered, as, as you say, she's not aware that she is. So she, not knowing it, she doesn't uh, take action on it. Um, so at least from her perspective, she is in danger. She is... Mm-hmm. Um, it's a humble place that she's coming at. Like It's completely mm-hmm. altruistic where she's yeah. just like, I just can't not help Mm -hmm. she doesn't know that she's not a secret weapon of sorts Mm -hmm. but that she'd be you know she could be weaponized and that Mm -hmm. she's got these incredible talents that go beyond Mm -hmm. what soldiers and regular people have i thought you're going to say she just doesn't realize that she's interfering (laughs) 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 just keep her bloody nose out of it (laughs) (laughs) um and this this actual lack of knowing and naivety uh, for me is one of my main problems with the show. Uh, one of two main problems that I have. Um, you know, she doesn't. She just doesn't get what's going on. And over and over again, they they work up what are you know very exciting scenes, and then it's just ruined by her pretending to be this moron. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just don't understand. Why can't people be nice to each other? Right, yeah, yeah. It it just grated on me, you know. It was like Especially since she comes from like a warring Exactly. A oh, really? war based, fight based culture. Like the women yeah. that she grew up with are all warriors. Amazonia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're all fighty punch faced yeah. people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Robin Wright teaches her yeah. how to be a warrior and they're mm. amazing kick ass and that's mm-hmm. based on conflict and combat. So yeah. how does she not understand war? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I know a land of Grace Jones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Grace Jones, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, my second big problem with the movie is uh, her beauty. Um, like she's a very attractive lady. So not taking anything but away from her. But all Marvel superheroes are. Yeah, beautiful. she's DC, Shona. Oh, DC, that's DC. right. Yeah, <laughs> spot the geek. <laughs> well, still. So she's a um, six, based on that straight uh, away. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the problem is they don't let her beauty speak for itself. They they have these set piece moments where they just set it up to have the audience go, "Oh my god, she's so good looking," and that for me fell in its face. It was just so contrived. <laughs> um, 
you, you fell on your face? Or? <laughs> Seriously, is this like the Daniel Craig water, walking out of the ocean moment? That kind of thing? Uh, almost, almost that kind of thing. Yeah. Why is there or, scenes where she doesn't look gorgeous? Well, that's the thing. She doesn't need to try. She's just a good-looking person. Yeah. So you that's why I mentioned the Daniel Craig thing because that's yeah. what that was all about. Like Daniel Craig's handsome. You yeah. know, yeah. you don't need to say it, but then you have this. He's coming in with his windswept hair <laughs> with the water dripping off him in a speedo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, yeah. you know, and I, what I are you trying to say there? Yeah. Didn't Halle Berry do the same thing in that movie? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you see the, the precedent. There. It happens in every Bond movie. Yeah, but they... You know, they introduce the Bond girl mm. coming out of the sea. Yeah, but know, or, in, or a pool. They'll introduce her once. This is kind of over and over and over again. Oh, I'm definitely going to see this. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a bit labored, Mike. Uh, very labored. Uh, thank you. That's a, that's a perfect word for it. Um, and it, it did take away from my enjoyment of the movie, um, because there is a lot of good in it. Did that strike you, Shona? Yes, but I'm saving all my quirks up all right. <laughs> to discuss after. <laughs> I'll let Mike get his all right. Foot firmly entrenched no. in his mouth before yeah. I discuss my <laughs> review. Um, oh, she's setting you up, dude. Oh, yeah, it's giving you a little bit ball. more rope, a little yeah, bit more rope. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe I'd let her. Maybe I better let her get just a little bit in there, <laughs> <laughs> so I know what I'm letting myself in for. Go on, Shauna. What's your no, no, Mike. Bit? I'm really curious to hear the rest of your review. Um. Okay. Uh, on the positive side, uh, I love the action. Um. It, it stylistically, it reminded me a lot of uh, 300, the the fighting in that, where it's kind of, uh, you know, mega jumps, uh, incredible gymnastics, uh, occasional slowdowns, freeze frames in cool positions and stuff like and that. Are you in the thick of it? Oh, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I thought that was really well handled. And, uh, you know, there, w- there was maybe one or two scenes that were a little bit Lego Lassie, CGI-ish, but for the most part, they, I th- thought they pulled that off really well. Um, I also really enjoyed the score, um, which totally surprised me, because you don't hear good scores that often these days, no. um, unless it's a musical. Um, but uh, this this reminded me quite a bit of Lord of the Rings, in that it wasn't obtrusive, but just at the exciting scenes, there's a, a catchy theme right. chimes in to, to uh, add to your enjoyment of the scene. Um, so, uh, yeah, kudos to them on that. Uh, special effects, generally good. Um, as I said, a couple of dodgy CGI moments, but we'll, we'll let that slide. Okay. And the writing, I thought, was generally quite good. Wow, I think he liked this movie. Except for Wonder Woman. Um she, for me, was the weak point in an awful lot of key scenes because they kept going back to this bullshit naivety. Um, you know, they, for, to my mind, they should have given her maybe the first act to get her shit together and then, you know, drop the, the doe-eyed know-nothing and, you know, get up to speed and then, you know, start taking charge of things. Um... And, uh, yeah, uh, I felt that really took a lot of enjoyment away from me, um, despite my overall liking of the movie. All right. Mm. Mm. No fear. So okay. I'm, I'm dying to see what you're oh. no, you know, is, I'm not actually going to rip you apart, but I thought it was fun just to make you quick. You <laughs> you're such a bitch. <laughs> um, although I would say that our, our reviews will differ. 
but not on any moralistic grounds. <laughs> um, by the time I went to go see Wonder Woman, there was a lot of great press around how good Patty Jenkins had done uh, with the film when comparing it to, um, oh, who is your man? J.J. Uh, Abrams had done a, a pass at it, hadn't he? He had done a piloter that he was in the planning stages. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, I read an essay comparing the two of them and comparing Wonder Woman and both of them and how she was portrayed and how uh, Patty Jenkins' one was much more kind of something that could stand on its own two feet and stuff. So there was a lot of prejudice in terms of I was very aware of everyone's opinion and everyone's review that this was very good, very good for feminism. If you capitalize all the words in that sentence, like it was... I felt like a femi- as a feminist going in a lot of pressure to be like, wow, this is a feminist <laughs> moment. Um, I, I hope you guys heard that. Before <laughs> Shona went to see a film for the podcast, she read an essay. <laughs> I heard it's the kind that. of preparation we need. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she was the best girl in the class. <laughs> Straight A's. <laughs> I mean, what good. Um, so I will say that I think the movie's good. As, as a feminist icon... This particular film was good. I don't, I don't think it's, um, groundbreaking in terms of its portrayal of women on screen or, um, maybe the thing of note is more Patty Jenkins' success as a director, um, and Gal Gadot, um, you know, heading up a feature length film, whereas someone like maybe the Black Widow might deserve something as well, but hasn't, we haven't seen it yet from Marvel. Um, so overall, I have to say that I think the movie was, good and entertaining it's kind of on par with what you would see from you know superhero films that maybe don't blow your mind but that you enjoy watching i mean it was an entertaining few hours to watch for sure um i agree with you that the cinematography was really good the action shots were good i liked even the color filters in the in the war scenes definitely a throwback to 300 where it's the filters that they use like everything would be kind of grayish hues Mm -hmm. and then you know maybe the costumes of wonder woman would be in a brighter color or something, so there was a great contrast of um, like in the sh- color filters. Like Schindler's List. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was the girl in the red coat. Yeah, except she was the girl in the red bodice. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I liked the scenes from her on Amazonia or whatever her land is called. I, I also didn't come at, with, as, as you guys know, I didn't read comic books, so I don't know her backstory either. Um but I liked the kind of warrior scenes of her at home learning how to be a warrior from Robin Wright. Um, I kind of wish there was more of it. <laughs> from Robin Wright? No one mentioned that. Yeah, I'll yeah. Just slip that in. Yeah. <laughs> she's obviously from Topper, Agua. That's where she's from. Yeah. It has to be. Anyway, go on. Sorry. I don't even know if that's a joke. What's Topper, oh. Agua? Oh, it's where all the toppers come from. You know, Robin Wright's a topper. Gal Gadot is a topper. What? He oh, means very pretty sport. girls, Shona. Oh, okay. yeah. thanks, Mark. I'm like, what's it? No, like a cake topper? I don't know. No, just a topper argue. Yeah. Okay. Stoner argue. Little known country. <laughs> so I, I have to commend you, Mike, on mm. your complaint about Wonder Woman being a bit clueless about how mm-hmm. the real world works. Mm-hmm. Because I think for everything that she seems to kind of put together and understand mm-hmm. quite quickly, mm-hmm. the fact that they kind of keep falling back on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't know if I could say it was annoying because it was still mm-hmm. an entertaining film, but 
there's a bit of kind of jarringness there where you're like, yeah. so she can buy into like airplanes mm-hmm. and yet she doesn't understand that war exists even though yeah. she comes from mm-hmm. like a combat driven yeah. society. And, and doesn't she speak like a bazillion languages and stuff? Yeah. You know, it's not like she's dumb. She's been educated very yeah. well. That's the yeah. whole point, isn't it? Yeah. That she's had a stellar mm-hmm. education and maybe the yeah. comic books experts, mm-hmm. uh, can give us Did some. Did she speak German? Yes. Yes. Can she, she can speak, speak English? Yes. yes. Okay. Sorted. And Chinese no and Sumerian <laughs> and Old Gothic. <laughs> um, my complaint about the movie is just that I'm not a fan of like war films, like war mm-hmm. history films. I just get bored with like, oh, there's a tank mm-hmm. and now there's this side and then there's that mm-hmm. side. And I feel like because... Wonder Woman's origin story is so firmly entrenched in her taking on World mm-hmm. War One that it veers heavily, in my opinion, away from a superhero film and mm-hmm. into a war history film, which is maybe mm-hmm. why it was more palatable to you, Mike. <laughs> yeah. For me, like that kind of stuff verged mm-hmm. on boring because I just never mm-hmm. liked that. Oh. I need the conflict to be a bit more spelled out for me in terms mm-hmm. of here's your baddie, here's your goodie, mm-hmm. let them fight, rather mm-hmm. than like, oh, there's a world war and... <laughs> oh. Uh, and here's the red bodice. Oh, I'm watching again. <laughs> <laughs> yep. uh, so, it, was it you found it unclear that when you had two trenches pointing at each other with people <laughs> shooting, you you couldn't figure out which side was which? Or <laughs> <laughs> can I jump in with a question there? Yes. So, the Justice League movie is coming in November. Mm-hmm. What kind of hooks were in this film for it? Uh, there's a couple. Well, that's. Mm. I, I wouldn't want to get into spoiler territory, mm. but I think Wonder Woman discovering the extent of her power and who mm. she is is definitely the hook. Mm. And is there an after the credits scene or is there no. any setup for the movie itself? No, there's mm. not. While, while the credits were rolling mm. in the cinema, I was mm. Googling, does DC do after credits? Uh, um, yeah. and should I see her or not? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they don't, yeah. but um, it was clearly an origin story mark because mm-hmm. I think a lot of this a lot of the movie um was portrayed really well but I mm-hmm. think the good stuff is yet to come in mm-hmm. in Wonder Woman's um mm-hmm. on-screen stories yeah. and there are a little there, there are a few little clues here and there like um at one point uh in a different timeline uh there's a delivery arriving and the delivery is in a security truck which is Wayne Industry Security Mm-hmm. Um, All right. So you know, it's just on the side. Yeah, of the there's truck. a few Batman yeah. references in there yeah. for so, sure that you know there is kind of going to be an interplay yeah. coming up in the future. Yeah. Um, there was a few really cool fight scenes. Mm-hmm. So I'm just remembering now the things yeah. I really liked about it. There was some amazing fight scenes where mm-hmm. I liked the kind of mid-action pause or slow mm-hmm. down and then change yeah. of perspective that we first saw in the Matrix. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that, that was, was cool. really cool. There was also some. Uh, fairly emotional scenes mm-hmm. um yeah so overall i have to say i found it entertaining it didn't blow my mind but mm-hmm. if patty jenkins is at the helm i'd be curious mm-hmm. to see uh what future stories are to be told mm-hmm. do we know who's directing the um zach snyder okay mm-hmm. yeah. I was so it'd be interesting then because they're going to have to spend quite a bit of time in justice league setting up the justice league right because that was done in the after the credit scenes for the phase one Marvel films. Yeah. I so by the time you got to the Avengers, you knew that they'd all been invited along. Right. Um, by Phil Coulson. Is that the shield guy? Yeah. Yeah. So there was less need for setup. There was right. still some, but less need for some it. Some of that work had been done already. 
Yeah. So I was wondering what they were going to do with this because they did a good bit of setup in uh, Batman versus Superman. Obviously, the three characters, the three main superheroes, Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman met. And we got glimpses of Aquaman, uh, the Flash, and was it Cyborg? I think it was Cyborg is the other one. But I guess there's plenty of work to do in uh, the Justice League. I wonder if that's going to be a really long film. When's it coming out? Do they have November 17th. This year? Okay, so not too long. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, it's not far away at all. Oh, wow. So we've got Justice League, and the problem that I see with Justice League is now it has to do setup, but it also has to launch Aquaman, because that's coming in 2018. So Aquaman at the moment, like we know, it's uh, Cal Drogo from Game of Thrones. But he's, um, the only thing we know about him is we saw a small video clip in Batman vs. Superman. Um, so Justice League, presumably, something is going to be involving the water and he's going to help. But they're going to have to try and motivate us to want to see that character in a solo movie. So that's going to take a bit of time. Mm. Um one thing has come to me actually is the baddies mm. I thought they were poorly handled in this movie yeah I'd agree with you um, you know without being too spoilerish uh, they set these baddies up as hyper evil but, uh-huh. but then at certain moments they try and get you to identify with their humanity no okay it's like they're bad but not that bad yeah yeah, yeah. it's like <laughs> why would you bother you know yeah, yeah. it's a superhero movie we want black and white yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah i thought that was unneeded and and kind of cack-handed in terms of how they did that okay yeah. what's the rating on this movie like f uh, yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not R, what's the one before R? PG... 15s, isn't it? Yeah, I think 15A, maybe. And then 12s is companies. I couldn't see a superhero movie being more than 15 anyways. There wasn't gory and there wasn't... No. There wasn't gore, there wasn't sex, there wasn't swearing. Okay, Mm. so it's It could even be 12, yeah. yeah. There was a horrific uh, feminist shower scene. (laughs) (laughs) was it one of those where it's just like a shitload of steam (laughs) no 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 even even worse it was a guy (laughs) oh dear i was like fuck you guys (laughs) (laughs) you're wasting the real challenge (laughs) okay give us a mark give us a number (sighs) it was entertaining i don't think it was ground breaking Mm -hmm. or blew my mind so, oh, I'm kind of betwixt in between here. Mm. Mike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there's. I'm kind of betwixt in between uh. here. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. No, you pick one score, I'll give uh, the other score. <laughs> no, there, there are certain things that I absolutely adored about this movie, um, which would be in kind of nine territory. Uh huh. Um, you know, like the the fights, the cinematography, the music, all of that had mm-hmm. the marks of a really great movie. Uh-huh. Um, but there were so many flaws, like with with Wonder Woman herself, with the bad guys, mm-hmm. uh, this kind of thing. I I'm going to have to bring it back to a seven. Seven. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to give it a seven as well. It was between oh, a okay. six or a seven for me. Either a really good six or like an enjoyable seven. So, I think at the end of the day, it's worth watching. I th- I think it's um. Cool. It's a good superhero film. Sounds good. 
Okay, solid seven, so yeah. by the sounds of it. Okay, good. Um, first of our TV is The Mist. Mark, The Mist. So The Mist is based on a Stephen King movie of the same name. Uh, oh, I guess it's a revisiting it? of this story as it was previously released as a film. Um, I thought it was based on The Fog. No, a different Stephen King story entirely. Oh, okay, okay. All right, okay. There was a film called The He's Mist, which I'm probably going to mention in my review. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like a bit of damp as well. <laughs> the damp. <laughs> the drizzle. Yeah. Sorry, Mark. So The Mist starts out with a soldier waking up in the woods. He is with a dog. Uh, he figures out his own name from his wallet, figures out the dog's name from its collar. They're engulfed in a mist. And the next thing, the dog becomes... Like he's been eaten alive, Skins. basically. Yeah. So he runs from the mist, tries to stay ahead of it, takes a turn to try and put as much distance between himself and the oncoming mist as he can, and finds himself in a town. Tries to warn them against their impending doom. And it goes from there. Ah. Did you see this? I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this. Well, but I shouldn't. You better tell us why, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's very, very by the book to a large extent. You know, you have overprotective parents and a young girl that gets herself into trouble. Um, Indeed. Yeah, you've got uh, the 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 guy who's raving. They're coming. They're coming. And yeah. Nobody's going to listen to him. Yeah. You know, all that kind of stuff you've seen a million times before. Yeah, and the overly aggressive uh, female. Yes, yes, yes in the yeah. cell next door. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> I wonder what's going to happen there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, you got the bumbling cops that yeah don't know are from the rebels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's all stuff that would lead you to think. Eh, yeah, pass. Yeah, <laughs> but I quite like the way it was shot. Yeah, um, it remi- something about the mist, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It actually reminded me a little bit of Thirty Days of Night. Right. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, re- yeah. Do you remember that vampire yeah. one up mm-hmm. in Alaska? Yeah. In terms of the isolation. Exactly. That was yeah. the word. Yeah. 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 And there's a, there's a real feeling that things are going to get very bad very quickly. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people who are introduced who are clearly not prepared to to do what they're going to have to do to survive this. Well, they're not going to be around for long. You can see. Yeah. yeah. He's gone. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's, you know, it's it's kind of like, what was the Z Nation or whatever yeah, you used yeah. to watch? Z Nation, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where you just know it's crap, but you just kind of yeah, have to watch it. Yeah, you kind of have to watch it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there, there was a couple of things that they did that I thought really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one that sticks out the most is the, when the mist comes into the town, mm-hmm. that the shopping mall bit. Yeah. Where people are trapped in the mm-hmm. in the shopping mall. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, because you had right. the people going, "Yeah, whatever, mm-hmm. it's just a mist walking yeah. out," and then you're, ah! <laughs> you know. But I I love the the way that it's so so much of a blanket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that you can't see like mm-hmm. three feet. You know. Yeah. yeah. You know. I think that's uh, brilliant. It's so uh-huh. claustrophobic. Yeah. Um, and I like the comments. Remember, oh, it's mm-hmm. so beautiful. You yeah. know, those people. <laughs> that got, yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. I I, yeah. I think it's just brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, but the. The way everyone in the mall is just sort of realizing, uh oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I like that the the phones are gone mm-hmm. and the electricity seems to go as well, yeah, um, and it's just like, oh, uh-huh. they're so 
Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, I did wonder though, like, you know, like, as Mark said, the dog gets into trouble for yeah. her on in the, yeah. in the show. Is that the same dying dog sound that has been you know, recycle all the way from <laughs> yeah. first blood. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and they send the cough dogs up after. Uh. <laughs> um, I I don't see how they're going to make a season out of it yet, though. Well, you see, they've well, given okay, us a lot of characters and a lot of locations. Yeah. And I'm sure some of the characters are going to have to get from location A to location B. And then there's going to be, I suppose, a few episodes where they ignore the miss completely and just have interpersonal yeah, uh, drama. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, what's her name? Uh, Diana Troy will probably show up to help them get in touch with their feelings. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think you've, you've outlined pretty well, Steve, how, how they're going to fill a season. I think there's a lot of scope for a season in this. I think the things that they did well, I don't agree that this show is crap, by the way. I'm, I'm really looking forward to watching more of it. The, um, the things that they did well was their character establishment, their setting establishment. All of that was, done really really quickly and effectively mm-hmm. we have stories now and feel like we know a good 10 or 15 people in the town mm-hmm. which is exactly what you need when they're going to be dying one by one because mm-hmm. you need to care about them all so in this one episode they managed to create people that we liked and didn't like so they could put the people we like in jeopardy and make us worry about them mm-hmm. and kill the people we don't like so we can enjoy it <laughs> and uh, all of this makes it an enjoyable show to watch. Now, the CGI of the fog is not perfect. Uh, and there was a, that threatened the times to break the immersion. But, uh, I think by and large, it's working. Like the scene you're talking about, Mike, when they're saying it's so beautiful, it actually did look really good. Mm-hmm. One thing I noticed about the way the cinematography is that everybody is very pale in this show. Yeah. And most of them look a bit odd. Okay. Like, like, um, the, so there's the, the main family, and I, I'm, I'm missed, I'm missing their name, names now, but the main family that we're focused on, the girl that got into trouble and her mother, Annalise. they both look a, they both look a bit different. They, yes. they're, they're not uglier, and I'm not saying no, that, they just got, look a bit different. A look. Yeah. Yeah. A very specific look. Yeah. She used to be a model. Um, mm. almost like an, an elven quality yeah. tomorrow from Lord of the Rings, yeah. right? You can see them being related to Legolas, and they're all very pale. Eyes. And there's the, the elderly couple who are distinctive looking and very pale. Mm. And it kind of goes on like that. Mm. Um, so I just thought it was interesting the way everything was kind of already a little bit whitewashed before the mist ever arrived. Um, but I think it's really good. I think they maintain tension very, very well. Mm-hmm. They know when to release it and give us a bit of the inter-character stuff, as you called it, Steve. Mm. And I think that they're building for some very interesting conflicts between the various characters. Hmm. There's not a whole lot more to say about it, really. Not really. I mean, it's, really. it's a pretty straightforward premise in the first yeah. episode, and we just see the mist approach, the mist arrive, mm-hmm. and then them sort of realize, uh-oh, yeah. there's something <laughs> out there. Yeah. So, so you, ha- you haven't seen the film, no, or, or read the book? Um, no, I, I no, have, I but it's a long time ago. Yeah, I don't think I have, actually. Yeah. So we, might, we might have our own little spoiler chat after mm-hmm. the show, but there's, mm-hmm. like, the way that the movie ends stayed with me for the longest time. Oh, really? And I, like, this is a TV show, so it doesn't end, right? If they have their way, they keep going for a long time. Mm-hmm. So I presume that they can't do it, but I don't want to say it because it's such an impactful moment. Mm-hmm. Well, so I don't, I don't want to just ruin it for people. Now I want to know. <laughs> I, you know keep to, I might tell you guys <laughs> other people can pick and watch the movie it's easy to rent I'm sure at this point mm. or they can read the Stephen King book 
Um, Stephen King, one of my favorite authors, by the way. I'm going to give it a thriller. Mm-hmm. Me too. Oh, yeah. That's sort of for me. I'm definitely going to watch it. Okay. Um, second of our TV was Riviera. <laughs> was that you, Mike? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is this was probably the biggest thing to hit Sky this uh this, I think, so far I think this year. Sky needed some summertime uh, mm-hmm. programming. Yeah. So, so they hyped it a lot. Yeah. I, oh, I mean, they, is that they, why? they hyped the shit out of this. Oh, really? Um, well, I think there's such pressure <laughs> on on mm-hmm. um, networks to become content developers because mm-hmm. it's it becomes your uh, well, yeah, it's your, your brand, brand. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, it's your money maker, right? Um, so, and it was hugely well, I won't say successful, but a lot of people watched it. It was like five million people viewing these. And season. I think <laughs> now that Game of Thrones is kind of coming to the end of its run, they're mm-hmm. Really putting a lot of um, R and D money into mm-hmm. content to get stuff up and established, so that by the time Game of Thrones is done, they're mm-hmm. not losing yeah. people who've paid in to have Sky, like me and my husband, yeah. <laughs> just so that they can watch Game mm. of Thrones. Did you see uh, the crossover, the character that crossed over with Game of Thrones? No, no, no. Huh? I'm surprised oh, of, that you might. Oh, of course. Well, yeah. So with you Riviera. Mean in Riviera. Yeah, yeah. Of course. That's why I'm watching it. Anyways, Mike, right, tell thought, me more. I, I, I thought you were talking about some kind of spin off from Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's no, what no, I no, 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 no. Tell me. Tell me. No, uh, you, you saw that. What's his name? Is it? Uh, you and Rian. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Love him. Because I was Misfits. looking at him going, I know him from somewhere. Mm-hmm. I was going, oh, that, that's why I hate him. Yeah. <laughs> no, as soon as he came on the screen, it was. Because I still think of him as um, Uran from Misfits. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to, how is he, the bastard of... Uh, Bolton. Bastard Bolton, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Ramsey Bolton. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Um, plays a very different character in this. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, he's good. He shows his versatility. You know, mm-hmm. well, yeah. yeah. Uh, so basically, Riviera is the story of a very rich person who... <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God>, Stephen. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I Revere. thought you were just making it up there. Go on. Uh, Revere is a story of a billionaire uh, who gets killed in mysterious circumstances on a boat explosion. And his new wife um, and his former family uh, start to wonder what the hell happened. Um, and they plow through many, many very expensive cars and very expensive clothes in their pursuit of uh, truth the, and justice. The truth. He's a billionaire. Billions. They, oh, after his death, they discover a web of lies, deceit, <laughs> uh, alternative, yeah. I don't know, who, lifestyles. Who, who, is the, who is the man I married? <laughs> who is the man? Who is this man? You didn't know about the apartment? No. <laughs> <laughs> I love that bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> love that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a bit Wonder Woman-ish. In starring, terms of not knowing Julia anything. Styles. Yeah. yeah. Um, like how could you be that naive? To think that you're. She was so good in Save the Last Dance, though. Mm. Um. So, just by way of background, this started off as uh, something that grinds my gears. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Is the the classic Irish thing where you have a very small group of very influential people in the arts, all stroking each other's cocks to uh, to uh, further their careers. So you had U2's manager, uh, McGuinness, had an idea for a murder mystery on Riviera, because right. he's living down there. Yes. 
so while having a pint with his good buddy Neil Jordan, that's right. <laughs> they right. said, "Why don't you write a pilot about this idea?" Mm. And Neil said. Sure, let me just call my buddy John Banville, Booker <laughs> Prize winner, and we'll get together and see what we can throw together. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know any of this yeah. origin story. Yeah, and then, sure, let's let's present it to Sky, and sure, sure, uh, sure they need something for next yeah, summer before it, Game yeah. of Thrones is back. Oh, you lads, yeah. <laughs> any chance of the staff? <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's how this came together. And um, basically, Sky said, yeah, that's great. Yeah. We'll take it. And then they wrote a big check and said, yeah, go make it. Mm. Um, but there were some serious artistic differences because basically Neil Jordan wanted to make this uh, a very, very, very dark uh, show. Yeah. And Sky said, no, nobody's going to watch that. Let's make it a little bit dark, but mostly sexy and and rich. And Paul McGuinness wanted a sci-fi. <laughs> Paul McGuinness, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, Neil Jordan has basically disavowed the show. Oh, really? really? Yeah, yeah. He has said that what resulted in the end is nothing like oh. his vision. Hmm. But his and name is still on it, huh? His name is still on it, but if you look closely, the latter episodes don't have his name on it. Okay. Um, the writing credits are for other people. It's not Smith or something, no? <laughs> yeah. Isn't there a name they use, like a John Doe? Something oh, Smith know. to the writers yeah. use? Yeah. I can't remember. Um... Maybe. So yeah, that's that is the background to it. Um, so who's ah, seen it? Interesting. I've seen it, but I know you you and I have talked a lot. I'm wondering mm-hmm. if Mark or Steve have seen it. Mark, have you seen this? Riviera is um, reminded me of Dynasty in tone quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good comparison. Um, yeah, lots of rich people going around. Some of them are mean. Some of them are even meaner. Some of them not so mean. You know. Um, I had, I mentioned Save the Last Dance because I watched it again there like a week or two ago. Then I was like, that's your one from Save the Last Dance. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I always did, think of her yeah, from 10 Things I Hate About You. Probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, Maybe that's my, one of my, my brother's favorite movies, in fact. But uh, which means I've watched it a few times as well. <laughs> I guess it's a recency thing. But yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's a good TV show, I think. I think it seems very well written. The characters are interesting as well. But it's not in my wheelhouse at all. I don't care what happens to any of these people. Right. I'm with you. And, and that's the problem for me. So I don't know whether they weren't relatable or uh, or what, or what, if they weren't likable. I don't know what the problem is, but I have no interest in any of them, really. I don't, I don't care whether they do well or do badly or if bad things happen to them or like that. And maybe it's me that's heartless. You know, maybe I need to change. <laughs> no, but I'm either, with you, either Mark. Way. Mark. Don't change. Don't change a thing. You shine on, but you crazy way, diamond. Revere is not for me. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you. Yeah, but there, the, there was lots of nakedness for the marks of this world. Yeah, didn't make up for it though. <laughs> there wasn't lots of nakedness. There was enough. There was like no, I recall it was just, it was just one enough. set of tits. <laughs> mm, yeah, and I think that might have been episode two even. So I don't know mm-hmm. if it qualifies. Mm, yeah, I. I remember two pairs. Yeah, I can remember a couple. (laughs) Oh, right. Oh, Jesus. Sorry. Forgot a few scenes. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But anyway, regardless of the amount of boobs in it. um, Yeah. uh, I'd have thought you'd have been all over the cars, man. Oh, yeah. But I mean, ten a penny these days. (laughs) You know. They're white. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Great. Um, No, I'm with Mark. uh, These people, you know, just can't identify. This is like questions even like they're they're hard. They're rich and they're hard. And that's why Mm. they're bitches. And, you know, did she cry? No. Mm. 
I thought she'd cry. <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. And I had no interest in seeing episode two until the very last scene. I know. Yeah. And then I was like, <laughs> God <too>. damn it. <laughs> I, <laughs> now it I have to see. had a very effective yeah, hook, no, didn't it? No, it was just such a hook. I was just like, oh, yeah. fuck. I don't want to have to watch I'm yeah. the exact same. <laughs> <sighs> I had avoided watching Riviera because Sky was pimping the shit out of it. And I watch yeah. a lot of Sky yeah. programming, so, so I'm on were, that channel a lot. They were trying too hard. And they were, yeah. well, they, they were just really pushing it. And mm-hmm. the more they pushed it, the more I thought, I have no interest in watching this. <laughs> it's just not my thing. Watch Riviera. Yeah. Riviera's on. It's on now. It's on now. Plus, yeah. red button. And now. I, I had more than watch one, it. more than one dinner conversation with my husband about Julia Stiles and mm-hmm. how, like, I have no reason to not get behind her, but for some reason she just annoys me and is not a, an actress I enjoy watching. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd find a reason to get behind her. <laughs> <laughs> and yet last night um, there was nothing on TV, mm-hmm. so I thought, you know, I might, I might just do my podcast homework mm-hmm. for once, and sure, I'll download mm-hmm. an episode of Riviera. Yeah. And um, I was, I was ready to kind of not be into it, but then I found myself. <laughs> Kind of enjoying it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I have to preface all of this by saying, like, I don't watch soap operas. They're they're not my thing, and I mm-hmm. I loathe them. But even though I didn't watch Dynasty either, Mark, because I'm not that old, I think there is an element of that mm-hmm. to Riviera, where everyone kind of seems like they're overacting a little bit. Mm-hmm. Everybody kind of veers on um, cliche. Uh, yeah, actually, Julia Stiles in the first episode looks like she's never acted before. <laughs> she's completely wooden. And well, I think that's kind of her acting style. It's part of what I, mm-hmm. I'm not a massive yeah. fan of hers because she'll be like, why don't you just tell me what the truth is? I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> the world was formed many millions ago. <laughs> <laughs> you know. um, so anyways, I found myself watching, being entertained by this mm-hmm. episode, whereas I expected to kind of loathe it from beginning to end. But I, I enjoyed watching it. And I enjoyed watching it for probably all the same reasons that your man Neil has disavowed yeah. <laughs> this show. Yeah. I enjoyed watching like what everyone wore in each scene. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, that, so that's what you would wear if you had to deal with the heat, but you wanted mm-hmm. to look fashionable. Yeah. So every scene yeah. is like, oh, that's a really nice shirt yeah. dress. Oh, that leg slits a little yeah. bit high. It kind of takes it from being librarian to being sexy. And then you're like, oh, the shoes are nice. Oh, look at her hair. Oh, she's old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are they drinking? Um, and then you and Rian came in and he does kind of like posh spoiled little rich boy pretty well um so i was happy to see him in it so there was enough elements there that despite my best efforts i found myself enjoying the first episode um although like it didn't pass my phone test i was definitely on my phone while i was watching the episode um until I got to the hook at the end, and then I was like, damn it, and then I just downloaded episode two right away on Sky. So I've watched two or three episodes now. So by default, oh, this you're is a thriller. This is thriller. But um, I do think that people, I think the show's overacted. I totally can understand why Mark would say, I don't really care what happens to these people. Um, but when there's nothing, because summertime can be a bit of a graveyard for television mm, yeah. because yeah, everything sure. wraps up. So, uh, for lack of having other things on TV, I think it's well made enough that I would watch it. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, I suppose I have to come clean. Um, but hooks keep coming. Oh, you watched many episodes, didn't you? I watched it all. 
What does the word come to? I watched 10 episodes in two sessions. <laughs> you are kidding me. <laughs> I couldn't turn it off. It just kept saying, we want to watch more. I just <laughs> pressed the button. No <laughs> way. <laughs> are you serious? Yeah. God, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, wow. First, like superhero movies. Oh, this yeah. is shocker! That's it, the hook for this yeah. this week's podcast, yeah. Steve. You have to f- oh, edit yeah. the episode yeah. to be like and listen to Mike's big reveal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, Mike! Holy yeah. shit, Mike! And it's all the things Shona was saying, like you know, what's she wearing? What's he driving? What kind of wine are they drinking? He's fucking oh, and somebody got killed too, and you know, and there's Russians. <laughs> <laughs> is it good, Mike? No. It's <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't stop. <laughs> but you find yourself yeah, watching it, yeah. and it's well made. Yeah. And okay, well that settles it. I'm not watching yeah. episode two. I don't care about the hook. Yeah, and you can <laughs> actually if I watch episode two, I watch more. But you're in. Yeah, I don't need this in my life. Uh, and, and it's funny. Uh, you can actually see the change in writing styles as well. Oh really? Yeah. The first couple of episodes are very dark. Yeah. And you can see it's heading down a dark path, and then it. Suddenly lightens a little bit. Yeah. And I think it's in season, in episode eight, maybe there is the, the granddaddy of writing fuck ups where, uh, two of the main characters, uh, take a little time out from the action and, you know, share a coffee on a balcony and then talk about when they were back at college together and, uh, yeah. share some of their backstory, you know? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, Oh, make it stop. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's trash, but. Damn it, it's poker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, I felt very similar to when I used to watch, um, uh, what was the bow and arrow one? Oh, yeah, arrow. Arrow, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bow, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I get to an episode, I say never again, and then something would happen. And yeah. Just one more. I'm trying desperately to quit now. It's, oh, man. <laughs> Mike, you've changed. so bad. <laughs> you've changed, man. Yeah. <laughs> If I if I could elaborate one of my guilty pleasures, Steve. So that's thrillers, mm. and I'm going to give two a filler and to uh, Mark as well. Okay, so we're 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 split on it. Sorry, Mark. What were you going to say? Guilty pleasure. Uh, I, I want to talk about American Grit episode two, season two. <clears throat> yes. Okay. So John Cena is back, and they have looked at season one and said, "Right, what was working about this show?" And it seems like the things that we thought were really funny were what they thought was important. Yeah. <laughs> so we used to mock how John Cena would, you know, have DMC's deep meaningful conversations yeah, yeah, with people yeah. and try and bring out the best in them. Yeah. And they'd share with them, you know, something yeah, about the, themselves the, the and pat them on the shoulder. Daddy yeah, issue, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, so what they've done is everybody in this season is trying to find their grit. They've lost their grit for some reason. You need the mojo, baby. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah like there's, there's a guy and he's got uh, weight issues. He's quite heavy and he's tried every diet under the sun, but he just can't seem to make anything stick. And he just needs to find his grit. Mm. And then there's a woman, She her marriage is broken down and she's gone through a tough time with her husband. She had an affair and she's trying to find her way back and uh, she needs to find her grit. Then you have, and so on, and so on, <laughs> right? You had a mother who's empty net 
arrested now. Her two kids have grown up and left and she feels like she's a part of her is left with them and mm-hmm. she just needs to find her grit again. Oh, God. <laughs> and like, if you do need motivation, they're, apart from The Rock, if The Rock is busy, then it's John Cena you should be talking to. <laughs> so they all come to the ranch and they get put on teams with a brand new cadre. And uh, there's a few great, there's a few really clever differences about, about this season and most of it comes with the doubling down on trying to motivate people to change. Like, this game show is going to change anyone. Right? <laughs> right, uh, oh, it's like, it's some of it is so funny. Like, the greatest scene that I've ever seen in reality TV ever, TV ever. And I don't say that lightly because I watch a lot of it. Is one of the cadre who is a real hard-nosed sergeant major type drill sergeant, right? Comes to his team and he he says... <laughs> when he picked his team, one of the girls was really, really soft, and that's why she's trying to find her grit. She hugged him, and he was incredibly uncomfortable with this this public display of affection. Like, so he said, he he tried to say, "Right from now on, no more hugs and no crying." Right, <laughs> and he got as far as no hugs, and she went. <gasps> and started crying <laughs> and then he finished his sentence she goes I'm really sorry I'll never cry again but just when you said no hugs <laughs> oh it was so funny and it was it was completely unrehearsed like because oh yeah, yeah, god yeah. it was great I was laughing about it for days yeah. anyway I recommend it guys yeah Very actually good. speaking Sounds of uh, reality TV uh, is, is it in the wrestling um, hosted genre because if not I have a discussion item that fits no, no, no. Well, uh, you got wrestling related? Yeah. I got reality. Mine is just a quick one. That okay. During on. the time I was on my sickbed, I watched a lot of um, Broken Skull Challenge episodes. Mm-hmm. Now, the <laughs> Dave Network is only done seasons one through three, mm-hmm. but it aired them in this order. Seasons two, season three, season one. And all I wanted to do was watch until I could see the season where Tommy makes an appearance in the episode. So I finally got to do that. I feel like I won something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really looking forward to seasons four and season five coming up on Dave. Nice one. Yeah. Um, as I was going to say, uh, reality TV wise, uh, X on the Beach season seven just started. How do you no find way. it? No way. Yeah. How did I not know this? <laughs> well, fortunately, you listen one to one of the greatest movie and TV podcasts out there. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I I was originally a huge fan of this. I think I like, gobbled up season one and two. And then they kind of lost their mojo a bit in terms of... Their grit. Yeah, they lost their grit. <laughs> they, they went down the road of trying to get super beautiful people with nothing between their ears. And it, it just became a beauty contest and it was boring. Um, so I had kind of given up on it, but I just by accident saw the premiere for season seven. And, you know, fair enough, lots of good looking people. That's, that's fine. But they've got some great AR souls in there. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the personality that drives these shows and makes, makes them great. Yeah. So, uh, I've high hopes for season seven. I may, I may watch another couple right. episodes of this. Did any of you hear about the controversy in the Big Brother house there during the week? No. I think so. Go on, though. So I've watched 18 seasons of this show, and there has never been a row as bad as what happened in the, sh- in the house during the week. Wow. Oh, no. Yeah. So what um, did happen? Machine gun? The, 
so Big Brother was was going, would such and such go into this room? This is Big Brother. Would such and such go into the room? So they would take them away. Two people who were fighting with the other people wanted them to go away into one room. And he he was he was in the middle of saying this when he just went, oh, okay, security, just get in there. Right. He obviously wasn't meant to put that over the radio. That was meant to go to people beside him. Right. But it was happening so fast down there. He hadn't even time to take his finger off the button. Right. So next thing, security burst out of every emergency exit to try and get between between everybody because right. there was a real risk of being all kinds of violence that you couldn't see on TV. Like, right. but uh, so one guy was thrown out off the back of it, and uh, there's a couple others that were very close. Like there was a lot of formal warnings handed out, mm-hmm. but uh, it was just really bad. Like the guy that went. I kind of liked him, but he was becoming more of a bully as time went on. He was getting more and more difficult to like. Mm-hmm. And he was the one um, that was kind of in the heart of the problem. Like, mm-hmm. and But it's just, it was so bad though. What, what, so bad. what triggered this? Like, were they just chatting and then somebody said something? Or Yeah. <clears throat> so this guy is, um, uh, he, he has a kid and he's not getting on with one of the housemates. And he's trying to get her bullied, basically, or he was. And she was just refusing to bow down to him. And this was infuriating him, like. And uh, she just basically said to him that he was being a terrible role model for his son. She did this after they'd been kind of passively, aggressively arguing all night. Mm -hmm. And uh, so his back was already up. So he just kind of swung drink at everybody. And... uh, and then threw his, his cup somewhere else. And then that was the day before. And then the following day then, that hadn't really settled. And they were all in two different camps. Nice. And what was, the, what was the match that lit the tinder? I can't remember what the, what the actual straw was that let, let everyone kick off. But like, mm-hmm. it was just mental. Okay, so one girl, two people, it one was girl the... stormed up. <laughs> one girl ran up the stairs to the diary room to try and get at another girl. Oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, the security security was there. She didn't, she didn't manage to like, but, the, but that's the kind of stuff that was happening. I was just, it was ridiculous. Yeah. So your man, the bully was, was kicked out, but he's not the only bully in there though. Mm-hmm. Um, and the people in there are very well cast because they really don't fucking like each other. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's leading to very interesting TV. So then the following day, they went, right, Lawton is gone because he messed up like mm-hmm. so now instead of the people that were nominated and because you were all so bold everybody's up for eviction right. so now all of a sudden nobody's safe and they immediately start going you know I'm really sorry for what I said yesterday mm-hmm. I don't know what came over me and you're one you're one that ran up the stairs created a story where she was claustrophobic because of all the aggression right. and she knew that up at the top of the stairs was how she'd come in so she tried to run up there so she could get out to fresh air now needless to say nobody fucking believed this like yeah. <laughs> but when Big Brother called her in she told that story again and uh, Big Brother went yeah yeah I heard your story already like we are listening you know and, but here's a formal warning anyway because mm. it's bollocks but it, Big Brother didn't say it was bollocks like. <laughs> but uh, yeah it was quite the episode mm. It's how I imagine people felt after JFK was shot. They didn't want to turn off their TVs in case they missed Anthem for the rest of the lives. <laughs> so a lot of turmoil this season then, huh? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's shaping up to be really interesting. Yeah. Um, okay, so we've got one left, I think. Which is the mummy. 
Um, an ancient princess is awakened from her crypt beneath the desi- desert, bringing <coughs> with her malevolence grown over millennia and terrors that defy human comprehension. So what do we think, Mark? Tom Cruise does a lot of running. He certainly does. Yeah, he certainly does. Um, hard not to love a good Cruise movie. <laughs> so in this one, Tom Cruise pays, plays a looter who's taken advantage of conflict in uh, modern-day Iraq to pilfer stuff from uh, tombs. Yes. And uh, in this one, he manages to pick the wrong or the right tomb, depending on your point of view, and winds up inadvertently unleashing the curse of an Egyptian princess. Oh, dear. Yeah. Mm. Very bad one. Mm. Yes. <laughs> she looked quite attractive, though. <laughs> <laughs> she's the black and white one from Star Trek the last Star Trek movie oh is that it uh, let's see who she is now she's been a few things actually yeah but uh, they're, they're, this one and th- that, that role were the most recent I suppose yeah so that's kind of where the film takes us your man from um, The New Girl plays Tom Cruise's comedic sidekick don't know the actor's name I'll, I'll dig it out here while we're talking but um He's quite funny. He's playing exactly the same kind of character as he does in New Girl, or he did in New Girl. But um, yeah, what did you think? Who saw it? I saw it. What um, did you think, Steve? I wasn't that impressed by it, you know. I think it was a bit tropey. Jake Johnson was that guy's name. Um, I understand Universal are set to lose maybe about ninety-five million on this one. Ooh, yeah. Oh. Uh, it's a bit of a, an El Flapsky mm. for uh, Cruiser. Any any particular tropes that irritated you? Uh, I'd say if we took any movie, mummy movie, mm-hmm. uh, beyond Tom Cruise's job, I think we're you're on track to you know what happened in this one. Oh, you know? okay. Because um, oh, you wake up maybe, and there's a bit of running, and then there's a bit of a chase, and then there's oh. a bit of a highlight scene near the end. Oh. And, is, you know. there, is there any chance of the world ending? <laughs> <laughs> Does he save the world? Um, yeah, you got, you kind of got the idea yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what I would happen if her and Wonder Woman had a fight? <laughs> uh, I'd have to see Wonder Woman to, to judge. Yeah, um, but anyway, I've heard criticisms that this movie is more about Tom Cruise than it is about a mummy. Okay, I can see why. Yeah, yeah. See, it's just I, I just didn't find it to to be strong in any aspect maybe apart yeah. from the the special effects were pretty good or the running while acting the running while mm. acting yeah mm. yeah there's yeah he's pretty good at running yeah mm. uh, are you just jealous of the fact that he has the money to look like he's 30 even though he's in his 50s <laughs> 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 oh yeah he is isn't he? yeah <laughs> um yeah it's i don't know i can see why it failed i can see why people weren't telling their mates to go and see it I'm not going to tell my mates to go and see it. Right. Well, I definitely am. I think it's a Are great you? film. Really? So it's this tell is the kickoff why. of the Dark Universe universe, what? where um, they're bringing back all of the old horror movies, The Mummy, Visible Man, Jekyll and Hyde, hmm. and they're going to put them into a continuity for ensemble movies, just like Marvel have done with their superheroes in The Avengers. So I guess they're probably looking at The Mummy as an investment. So they're setting up Russell Crowe and the various other uh, members of what will be their ensemble movie. They're introducing them one at a time. And um, The Mummy, I guess, is the kickoff for this uh, 
this group. I thought that the pacing was excellent. It was very funny that the action was really good. It had you on the edge of your seat when, when it wanted to. Mm-hmm. And I thought that Tom Cruise did just the right amount of running. <laughs> so um, I don't really see any problems with it. Like the, it's not trying to be a high concept um, Oscar winner or anything like it. It's, it is what it is. It's um, a kind of a creature fest action film. And I think it does that very well. It hits that niche and all of the, all of the tones you would expect it to strike um, are special effects were very good. They have a lot of, I suppose you could call them minor baddies. And I think all of the interactions with those were really good. Sometimes scary, sometimes funny, but just good. There's a lot of good car chases in it. The special effects with the sand and all that stuff was really good. I especially enjoyed that because I, I heard Tom Cruise telling the story about how he tried to do that scene with no uh, goggles. Ah, and he basically really? had his eyeballs sandblasted. Yeah, yeah, and he was yeah. like, okay, okay, just yeah, give me the goggles. Yeah. So it was funny watching that back, knowing it. I thought I, that was a great film. I thought it was really enjoyable start to finish. Um, I did like the scene with Kurt Russell uh, where they sort of meet him for the first time. That was kind of cool. Um, uh, the, I think, uh, you know, for, for launching the dark universe, as they call it, it's a pretty average film. Mm. Really. You know, this should be like a mm. big, Whoa! Yeah, okay, I want to see all of this. You know, loads more. You know, yeah, for, right. like well, like they've done with the Marvel universe. That's it. In the advertising, it looks very archaeology esque. Uh, is, is it a Indiana Jones sort of a feel no, to it, or no? no. no? Well, there was attempts at it, but it doesn't come across. Mm-hmm. Indiana Jones has always been. Oh, where is he going to get stuck next? Yeah, kind yeah. of, and how is he going to get out of it? Whereas yeah. this is like, yeah, kind of know he's going to get out of it. Like it's okay. Tom Cruise. Yeah, you know, <laughs> What's you, the know? Worst that could you know, exactly. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, have some sand in his eyes. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and is it like is it structured as Tom Cruise versus the Mummy, or is you know the Mummy generating an army of henchmen that? Tom Cruise then has to run a, run around until the henchman. Mark needs to answer this one. <laughs> I'm just going to be. Are we going ahead and spoiler territory answering that question? I wonder. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll, I won't press the point. Because I, I don't think the outcome of this film is known, really. Right. Mm. Yeah. When it comes to the ensemble movies. Yeah. Um. I don't know. There's a. There's not a whole lot more I can say about it. Really, it's 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 just. You could tell me, but you have to kill me. Uh, I. I was disappointed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I expected uh, more. You weren't angry. No, I mean, how many years does he stay back now? <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously. Dark sake. Yeah, no, seriously. You know, I, I was expecting a, a for a blockbuster. I was expecting mm-hmm. a better movie, and mm-hmm. uh, it didn't pay out. You know, so it was just yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, like, was it dodgy dialogue, crappy cinematography? Can't say the cinematography was bad. Dialogue wasn't great. It was the more the writing of the the story. Just it mm. just didn't seem that cohesive to me. It just seemed okay. like I said, like it's just it seemed to be a, full of quite a few mummy tropes, and that I was like, come on, where's something new? And it didn't happen. And there was okay. it was quite predictable in in yeah. its uh, path. Let's say. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, 
so there was no oh moments or anything like that. So uh, and, and does it build to like a kick-ass conflict final scene resolution or uh, do they leave you hanging on that too? No, it's it's like, it's like most of the old computer games. You know, sort of you have the big bad guy to defeat at the end. Yeah. But, you know that kind of all your yeah. But the ending was very good though. <laughs> it was. It was a it was strong a end. ending. It was a strong end. But it's like up to that point. It's just. You know what's going to come, and you know it's yeah, but but then it does, and then it doesn't. So like okay. you're the whole, you're right. Like you predict what's going to happen and what has to happen. Yeah, and then it comes in, and you go, ah, oh, didn't see that coming. You're talking about the last scene. I'm talking about the climax of the movie. Yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't predict the resolution. Last couple. Okay, okay. I'm not that excited about it. I can. That's say, okay. Yeah, we can be different, Steve. We no, can no, still no, be friends. No, no. <laughs> so I think it was quite an average movie. Uh, yeah, can't recommend it that much. It's okay. be Friendship a, ruined. It's going to be yeah. an L. <laughs> I, I, no, this is in the old six mark for me. I'd say. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mind you, that's quite good for you in these movies. What you say, Mark? It's a seven to me. Seven to you. Okay. I think one of you two need to watch it. Um, no, uh, <laughs> no. I'm good. <laughs> I I'd give this a chance. Would you? Yeah, I might even come back to you Would next week. Yeah? yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I'm I'm gonna. You know, I'm gonna love it just to spite you. Yeah. Yeah. So what's Mark up to? I think he's ordering. Look at him. He's online there ordering a chicken and an egg. Yeah, just eat. No, just see which one comes first, isn't it? Yeah. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> very good, Steve. Yeah, very good. Right. Um. Okay. So that's it for this week. Okay. Cool. So that's from. It. Yeah. So from Mark, Shona, Steve, and Mike. Stay classy. Oh, he had to think about that one. <laughs> I actually, I, I looked this way and I went, okay, I'll go anti-tug. Right. <laughs> right, good night, good luck. If you know homes, go to. <laughs>